Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Eric Kane, BrentHubsVolQuest.com, the Tennessee baseball team is Omaha bound after winning the rubber match, the Super Regionals 5-0 over Southern Mississippi. Lots to get into, Eric Kane. Let, let's start first with just the game itself, just, just the win. What a pitching performance by Drew Beam, uh, timely hitting, but but again, it, it all starts on the bump, and, and Drew Beam from the get-go was outstanding in this rubber game. Yeah, that's the you know third straight you know quality start for him. He went through a little bit of a rough patch towards the end of the regular season, but then responded really well. South Carolina looked good. He looked phenomenal against Charlotte to win the Clemson Regional last weekend, and then tonight he looked really good as well. You know when that curveball is working for Drew Beam, man, he's got a whole lot of confidence, and you know he's pumping a fastball in the mid nineties right now. His changeup's working as well, but tonight and a lot against Charlotte last weekend. It's that curveball that's really been, you know, working well for him. So, you know, he finished with seven strikeouts and one walk. He threw a, a, a season high, a hundred and six pitches. So that was really good. And um, he was just playing confidently. And, and when Tennessee got that one run, you needed to score more for sure. But the way Drew Beam was pitching, it's almost like you weren't even worried. And ultimately, when you can hand the ball off to an Aaron Combs and a Chase Burns, you feel a whole lot better about yourself, you know, pitching in a deep ball game. So he was. He was incredible tonight, and uh, of course, because of his efforts, and partially because of his efforts, uh, Tennessee's Omaha bound. Yeah, and and again, uh, the, you mentioned the curveball. The other thing I thought he did a terrific job of, and, and really, I, I thought, and Chase Burns did this as well, with the exception of the ninth inning a little bit. They just they got ahead of hitters, yeah, and they set hitters up so well. You just didn't feel like the Southern Miss hitters could set on anything because they weren't ahead in the count. They, they didn't get a. Uh, very many 2-0 counts where they were looking for a fastball down the middle, you know, or are setting on go on something. That They did a really good job, Tennessee's pitchers did, of getting ahead of hitters and putting Southern Misses hitters at a disadvantage, whereas Tennessee, when they made their hay, took, took advantage of being ahead in the count and put themselves in a position where they got some pitches to hit, and, and they hit enough of them to score five runs. Yeah, they did. And, and I thought, you know, points in times, I thought Tennessee was really good with their plate approach, uh, their plate discipline. Uh, Maui Ahuna had a couple of really nice ABs, had worked a couple of walks. And then, of course, that, uh, you know, transpired before his opposite field home runs. I thought he saw the ball really well tonight, saw the ball really well tonight. Zane Denton, of course, he had a three run home run, but uh, he was down 0 2 in the count at one point in time and worked it back full and then worked a, you know, a seven pitch walk down to first base. And, he was seeing it really, really well tonight. And so even when they weren't ahead in the count, they weren't attacking, they were still, you know, from my vantage point, kind of giving it a good look at the plate. And so um, I, I, I kind of saw that from Tennessee's hitters. And then uh, on the mound, yeah, you're right, you know, just attacking the zone, pounding the zone, uh, confidence in your stuff. I mean, Chase Burns came in, and, I mean, he just throws straight gas, right? And, he, you know, he hit triple digits, I want to say four pitches in a row, and then and just showing all that emotion, you know, coming off the field, um, 
Yeah, he owned it too. He was owning that moment. And it was such a big moment for Tennessee as well because the game was getting a little little cringy there for a moment. There was, you know, a couple of guys on and, and you were trying to protect that four run lead, that five run lead. And Chase Burns came on and did just that. And so um, yeah, I, I thought Tennessee worked ahead in the count, you know, on the mound. And and even when you were behind in the count at the plate, you know, some of those guys I mentioned, they were putting together really, really good ABs, making the pitcher work and then finding the pitch that they wanted. Yeah, and and I give credit. I, I mean, when when they made the pitching change and it wasn't Burns, uh, you know, I texted you like, "What are we? What, what are they doing here? Where, yeah. Where's Burns?" But it was. I mean, it, it played out absolutely perfectly the way Frank Anderson and Tony Vitello wanted it to play out there. Just a really good management, I, I thought, of the of the baseball game, and, and it helps when your starter goes as deep as Drew Beebe did. Yeah, no doubt. And Tony said in post game, it was like, "Hey, I want to give a, a big time shout out and give credit to." To Aaron Combs, you know, you know he's got some nasty stuff. You know, he's he's a guy that's you know pitched really well for Tennessee this year, and um, you got all these horses in the bullpen that you're just ready to go. And you know, he was hot at the time, and it allowed them to go and get Burns hot behind him. It allowed them to kind of have a stopgap there, and they liked the matchup there. And I mean, that was a big moment, right? I mean, that was huge. That was yeah, that was a leadoff man, Matthew Etzel, coming in and picking up that huge strikeout, and then you turn it over to Burns to face Dickerson. And Wilkes, but Tony Vitello very complimentary of Aaron Combs in the post game press conference, and of course he had a, a whole lot of good things to say about Chase Burns, and and you know, and, and and why not? I mean, what he's done since going to the bullpen. You, you think of the Vanderbilt series when he was incredible, co SEC pitcher of the week. Points and times that he looked like at the end of the regular season. What he did for Tennessee against Clemson last weekend, getting Tennessee out of the massive jam here tonight. I mean, he's got electric stuff, and he's going to be a big league pitcher one day. Um, he got demoted to the bullpen, but he has made the most of that, and it's a great problem to have if you're Tony Vitello because you know, best-case scenario, you can call on him for these moments in postseason play, and uh, he helped them win a ball game tonight and on to Omaha. Well, and, and he was the catalyst for really for this team turning a lot of things around. You mentioned getting, you know, what he gave them in the Clemson game to, to get to a super regional was huge, obviously. Um, I, I go back to that Vanderbilt game, Eric. And, and you know, when you look big picture here, let, let's take the 5 nothing win out of the super regional. Let's take that away and, and go back just kind of season in general. Um, that, that Vanderbilt rally, that, that Friday night rally from Vanderbilt was a huge turning point for, for this baseball team. They found, they started to find themselves in, in, in that series, starting with that rally for a win. I, I, don't, I don't think you can overstate the significance of that win for this baseball team to get to this moment that they're at. Am I wrong? No, not at all. I mean, that, that is 100%. That's the turning point of this baseball season. And it was fun to kind of talk about it that night and it's like okay well this could be the game where it all changes but it's up to Tennessee to make that change so they can look back and say okay again this is kind of where it all started uh you know down by a couple of runs in the bottom of the ninth inning you know unlikely unlikely heroes right you had Kavaris Tears you had uh your true freshman Dylan Dryon to hit those home runs tying the ball game up you go into extras a guy that isn't starting kind of going through it a little bit and Griffin Merritt comes in you know, hits the walk-off home run. You got good pitching. You play good defense that night. And Vanderbilt was a pretty good ball club, right? And, and so at the time, you said this could change it. And it certainly did. It showed that Tennessee can win games uh, against quality opponents. It can win games in come-from-behind fashion. It can win games with walk-off home runs. It can play good defense against quality opponents. And Tennessee just kind of built on that the whole way through. And 
They figured out their outfield rotation. They figured out the lineup. Um, the at-bats got better and better. The pitching came around. And, you know, Andrew Lindsay was already in the starting rotation at that point, but he just continued to get better and better and better. Drew Beam got better as the year went on, especially in postseason plays. So, yeah, um, that Vanderbilt game, game one of that series that Friday night, turning point of the season, it allowed them to win a game like at Clemson last weekend and ultimately put them in position to go to Omaha. And, you know, now that you are going to Omaha, and I think a lot of that can go back, circle that date on the calendar, that Vanderbilt game. Yeah, and I think that, I think that game started to put the personality on this team. And, and I think it also gave this coaching staff a better feel for the personality of this team. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it, it – there was a real identity. It wasn't just the win. There was an identity that started to be created there. Everybody kind of settled in and it said, okay, you know, it's baseball. Let's go play baseball. Cause then all of a sudden Griffin Merritt starts doing more things for you. Zane Denton starts to get hot for you. Burns settles into his role and mm-hmm. whatever it is. Lindsay knows, Hey, I'm the Friday night guy from here on out. Mm-hmm. To, to me, that's where they started putting not just the outfield pieces, but a lot of the other pieces together for this team. And everybody kind of said, okay, this is my role. I'm good with it. Now let's go make something happen. And they did. Yeah. Again, it was, you know, we say it so many times and Tony said it and I've said it. And, you know, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, it just takes time. I mean, you lost so much from arguably the best regular season, um, you know, team in, in college baseball history, right? You lost so much. You had brand new starters. Sure, you brought back Jerry Dickey and Christian Moore and Blake Burke, but they were not everyday players. And so you you, you got to replace that. You got to figure out, you know, who fits where in the lineup. You got to figure out who plays best in the corner outfield. Who's your center fielder? Who's your best bat off the bench? Um, defensively, you know, these guys, again, who were everyday players, they, they came on as pinch hitters. They were DHs. They didn't play the field every game last year. So there was some growing pains for Blake Burke, who's playing some pretty good defense in postseason play. Good point. And, you know, Christian's gotten better at the keystone. And, um, uh, again, you just kind of have to figure it out a little bit. And that's what Tennessee's done. It was, and sure you make some mistakes. I mean, in, in game one, they all run together because the stupid rain, but uh, in game one, I think Tennessee had a base running mistake. And I think Tennessee obviously had a couple of defensive errors with Hunter Inslee in center field. Like it's not going to be perfect. That's baseball a lot of times. But I mean, if we sat there in March and, and points in times in April and said, gosh, is this team going to make the playoffs? Is this team going to host a regional? Is this team, you know, and now you're going to Omaha. It's almost kind of like a surreal moment. And it just, again, it, you say it all the time baseball is a marathon it is not a sprint uh there are teams the washington nationals in 2019 were fourth place in the nl east in the month of may or at the beginning of june they go on and win the world series that's just kind of how baseball works in tennessee just got better and better and better winning some of those games along the way to pick up some motivation and all that like vanderbilt and it came in uh you know huge dividends towards the end of the season all right, we'll wrap it up here with a couple more things. You, you've covered this team from from the start. I mean, you were in Arizona. I mean, you you, st- you were game one all the way through. 
How impressed have you been with Tony Vitello's patience with this team to build it to where they're playing their best at the end of the year? And, and, and what do you attribute that to? Yeah, it's been huge. You know, guys like Christian Scott, who, um, you know, so many people gave up on. Uh, so many people were wondering why. Why are you in the lineup? Why are you getting opportunities to go play right field and center field? But Tony just kept running him out there, running him out there. And he's proven to be a guy, one of your best hitters on the team, obviously one of your best outfielders. And he's been a big reason why you are going to Omaha. Um, you know, reasons to stick with Blake Burke at first base when defensively, uh, a lot of the times there was just saying, is there anybody else that can play first base? Um, you know, sticking with some of the guys in bullpen roles. You know, Seth Halverson kind of went through it a little bit. You know, midway through the season, but you knew that he was a guy that was going to help you out so much as the year went on. So uh, you can look at it a couple of different ways. You know, I think this is a really impressive year from Tony Vitello um, because of all the you know things you had to navigate through, all the struggles you had to overcome, all that type of stuff. And, and credit where credits due, because um, you know he he continued to say that you know Rome wasn't built in the day. You, you got to find the right puzzle pieces and all that, and he did do that. But also. This team is really talented. It was just not very experienced. Sure, the pitchers were experienced and all that, but um, this ta this team has always had so much talent. It was about getting those guys to reach their potential. And, and you're still not there. I mean, it's not like anybody's perfect right now. But this staff and Tony Vitello and Frank Anderson, Josh Elin, or all those guys, um, they've done a great job of getting them to play that way and getting them just to get better week by week by week. So, I can't say enough. I mean, this is a completely different team than uh, that I saw in Arizona back in February. This is a completely different team that we saw, you know, take on Arkansas back in the first couple of weeks of SEC play, and it's a team that's just continuing to get better. And uh, they they've been good enough, and they beat a really good Southern Miss team, best two out of three on the road in a great environment. And uh, now it's going on to Omaha. Yeah, and uh, obviously will be plenty of talk about Omaha, plenty of challenges. You know, you. You, you don't have a ton of experience in terms of guys who have been there before. How do they handle those things and, and all that kind of stuff is certainly going to be fascinating to watch. But for now, it's celebration time because this is a baseball team, had a lot of expectations, a lot of unfair undue pressure on them early. Yeah. But they have found their way to celebrate tonight, this morning, whatever time it is now, <laughs> uh, to, to, to find themselves – in the final four is essentially, I, I, I likened it to being in a regional final uh, in basketball and, and, and to get to Omaha is such a terrific accomplishment for this team and for this coaching staff. So um, fun weekend, fun ride, fun baseball team that, that's starting to figure it out. We'll see what happens in, in Omaha, Eric. It should be a lot of fun. I do want to say one other thing and yeah, I can't wait to go to Omaha. Um, man, it's going to be so much fun to see that environment, see that experience. Uh, as a journalist, you want to cover cool events like that. So I'm so excited. And I know I've, you know, I'm delirious this middle of the night right now, but still I'm I'm jacked up to go home, see my see my wife for maybe 36 hours and hit the road again. But uh looking forward to that. But I do want to say this too. Um 365 days. Well, now because it's Tuesday, 366 days. Tennessee got knocked out of the supers at home against uh, uh Notre Dame exactly a year ago when this game started. And then you fast forward one year to the future, you're not at home, you're on the road, a team that's been so frustrating, a team that did not look like a, a regional team early in the season, a team that was unfairly compared to that 2022 team all, all year long, uh, kind of avenges that loss, right? Um, and, and you're Omaha bound. Tony Vitello gave a whole lot of credit 
to the 2022 team, you know, there at his post game press conference tonight, saying that he, he it hurts because they couldn't make it to Omaha. But those guys, the Lipscombs, the Gilberts, the Becks, huge reasons why this team is going to Omaha. So I just thought it was interesting. Literally almost a year to the day, you have a heartbreaking loss, and then you're dogpiling on somebody else's turf going to Omaha. That's baseball. It's been fun to watch, and uh, Tennessee season continues now in Nebraska. Man, that's a coach who's got a really good culture in a program. Um, who is 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 talking about the culture in his program that his players in the locker room built? Because here's the one thing you know about Tony Batella, he lets his players manage their baseball team. The locker room is kind of their playground. It's not his playground. He doesn't go into the locker room very often. It's for the players to handle things. This team, through his guidance, has started to figure out how to handle things. And as you mentioned, they're one of eight going to play for a chance to win a national title. Eric, great coverage in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Safe travels home. Kiss your wife, wash your clothes, pack your bags, maul your head into Omaha. Congratulations. Enjoy. I'm excited. I'm excited to bring coverage over to VolQuest.com. Thanks so much, Brent. That's Eric Kane from Hattiesburg, Mississippi.